Hi, everybody. Bob Berg back with another call and back with a, a guest who's been with us many times, my great friend and mentor, Dondi Scumachi. Uh, you all know Dondi, author of books such as Career Moves, other bestsellers, and a uh, fantastic speaker on leadership and team building and influence for really some of the biggest companies on the planet. Uh, she is one busy, busy person. And uh, Dondi, we, uh, first of all, welcome. Great to be with you. Thank you for having me back. I've been looking forward to this so much. Ah, thank you. And uh, you know, we were, uh, I was in San Antonio, where you live, and uh, we were having dinner, you, your husband Mark, and our dear friend um, Amy Wells, and we were just you know, in conversation, and you were telling us a story. And immediately it reminded me of a, a topic uh, often discussed, which is framing, uh, setting frames intentionally or unintentionally. And really what a frame is, is is nothing more than the foundation from which everything else takes place. And the story of these two frames was absolutely fascinating. And, and so I thank you for coming on and sharing that with us. So I'm just going to hand it to you and, and ask us, ask you to, uh, to share that with all of us. Oh, I'd be happy to. It's a, it, it is a great story. And it was a, it was a, such a uh, contrast in frames. And you're right, that's a very powerful concept that I've learned from you. And uh, making that connection between these two very different frames, I, I think, is that it makes for a powerful and entertaining story, by the way. So uh, it's the, it's the uh, tale of uh, two different frames, as you say, and uh, two different clients. Uh, one of the clients that I work with is a global organization that's a household word, and they'll remain nameless just for the sake of, you know, of respect. But uh, when I go there, uh, it is just a, a known, and it is a fact that I'm going to be badged and uh, that's quite a process, by the way. There's a whole process of getting the badge and where you have to go to get the badge and the forms that you have to fill out to, to have the badge and the background check that made that badge possible. I mean, it's a big deal. And I, I had to get there very early in the morning to, to get all the badging set up. And, and then I am I'm literally escorted everywhere I go in that facility or in that, in that office building or wherever I happen to be, and I, I, to, to the bathroom included, right? I am never alone. I am escorted everywhere. And it's, wow. it's compulsory and it's kind of oppressive, actually, right? It, it, it feels odd to me um, that, I, that I have to have someone on my hip all of the time, but I respect their rules and I do understand where those rules are coming from. And it's nothing personal, right? That's just their process and their procedure for security's sake. And I, I get that. Uh, but recently in San Antonio, I was invited to speak uh, for the United Way campaign, their, their kickoff here in San Antonio for all of the nonprofits. And uh, it was a really great opportunity to do a keynote speech that was just to energize um, these these nonprofits because they also go through their United Way campaigns and they you know give till it hurts kind of a thing and uh, to, uh, the the audience uh, was this group of several hundred uh, volunteer workers right and trying to motivate them to really get engaged in this campaign and uh, one of our our, our big organizations in San Antonio here, Valero Oil uh, and Gas and Energy Company, was playing the host. And uh, what, what, a, what a class act they are. I mean, they had put on this breakfast that was just amazing. They had, um, they had decorated with a theme of magic. And they, had, they actually had a, a magician moving from table to table doing tricks. And, I mean, they just set up this really highly energized, uh, you know, uh, really audience-centric experience. And when I pulled into the gate, uh, the gentleman said, 
Donnie Scomacci, uh, right? I said, yes. And he, said, he pointed me to my parking spot that was right in front of the building. And then I noticed he kind of rushed from the guard gate and he opened my door and he helped me unload my bag. And then he walked me into the building and he said, let me show you where the, the room is, Ms. Scomacci. We're so happy for you to be here. I've been waiting for you. He shows me to the room. He, he introduces me to the owner of the event and she then proceeds to show me where to set up. And she, um, she says, I'm, I'm going to go, go into the ladies' room. Would you like to freshen up before things get started? Absolutely. Uh, then you know, she helps me find my cup of coffee, helps me find my chair. Uh, she also introduces me to uh, the gentleman who will be sitting next to me. And uh, we had this great, you know, this great talk, and, and uh, the audience was really wonderful, and I had, uh, I, had a, I had great fun. It was a fun 35, 40 minutes, whatever. And when mm-hmm. I was finished, uh, appears at the door this, uh, this young man that said, let me help you out with your bags. And he, he walks me to the elevator, and I'm expecting him to kind of say goodbye at that point. And he said, no, no, let me open these doors. They're really big, and they're heavy. I get out to the, the front entrance. The security guard is waiting for me with, um, then to open my car door, put the bags in. Bob, I was in my car, started pulling out of the parking lot before I realized I have just been escorted. I was never alone for one moment, and that was absolutely by design. But they made it feel like I was—I felt like a guest, you know, not a terrorist. And I just—I just—I literally thought about that. I laughed on the way home. Is they—they did such an elegant job of of following their process and their procedure to the point of it just felt like great manners. This is an amazing story. Yeah. In in both situations you were never alone for a second. Including never. the ladies' room. Never. In but both situations uh you, every move you made really was 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 watched and yet in one of them it was sort of an oppressive type of situation. In the other, it was more of a honored situation. I felt like that most honor. I felt like a rock star, right? So, I mean, I, I was treated like I was the most important person in the building, right? And really what they were, do is, what they were doing was escorting me. <laughs> yeah. Now, let me, ask, let me ask this question, and I think this, this really tells it. The first company, and of course, you, you didn't mention them, and, and uh, out of respect to them, of course, um, they, is their culture, in a sense, uh, would you, could you call it somewhat oppressive? Not just in, in, it, when they have yeah. guests. Mm-hmm. Very regimented, very compliance-oriented, right? So we've talked about that before, the compliance orientation, the mm-hmm. rules and the regulations, and sort of that, um, that everything is mandatory and bad things happen to people who don't follow the rules. So uh, I understand the rules and I understand the, the, the purpose behind them, but I do believe that there's a way to create the want to, not the have to. Mm-hmm. And as you, as you teach us, it's the frames. How do you frame that necessary process? 
Um, what is the frame that you put around it? And, uh, and, and, and to, to some degree, um, you'll either attract, right, or you, or, or, or you will create resistance. Because as you and I talk about all the time, compliance will never take you where commitment can go. And, uh, and, and I respect the policies in both of those places, and I certainly understand the need for them. Uh, but I just thought it was just such an interesting contrast mm-hmm. to see um, even when we have rules and we have uh, procedures that must be followed mm-hmm. for whatever reason, there's a way to do that with elegance and yes. honor and respect, and there's a way to do that that just feels l- like you know, the, the thumb is on you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. In the and internal I, Yep. Yeah, I do think that 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 cultures reflect themselves in the way mm. that they in the in the way that they implement their policies. I do. Wow, what a powerful cultures reflect themselves in the way they implement their policies. Absolutely. And that's exactly what we saw in both of those both of those frames. Absolutely. I, I, it, that, that really kind of comes down to when you talk about what is the culture. Um, and I think that that probably is the sound by the day. Cultures do reflect, they'll, they'll show up, they reveal themselves in just the way that you implement and deploy um, the necessary procedures and processes. Uh, you and I always find a good sound bite. I'll tell you, Donnie, you're amazing. You continue to amaze me. You always do, and we uh, we just love you so much. We we thank you for sharing your wisdom and being such a wonderful mentor, and uh, and thank you so much for joining us. And again, of course, Dondi Scumachi, D O N D I S C U M A C I dot com. Go to her site, subscribe to her blog, her books, including career moves. Yeah, everything she does is just fantastic. Just such a great leader and warm, wonderful human being and makes the best guacamole I've ever tasted. <laughs> you are so kind. I'll tell you that the love is, uh, the, the love is uh, coming back from this way as well. Uh, thank you for all that you do. Your communities are just vibrant and robust, and, they're, and the people that gather around you um, energize me, as do you. Thanks for the opportunity. Oh, thank you, Dondi. And that is it from here. I'm Bob Bergen. Until next time, I wish you a great day. <laughs>